project is mid. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, no need to really beat around the bush. It not just wasn't. Not there's nothing. There's nothing to not be enthusiastic dying, man. about, man. It's just. It sounds like kind of just have you drafted Don Tolliver third on your I know, team. and and so you were and, very and that's cool, and that's cool. Year. We'll announce a roster move shortly. Um, <laughs> a clear indication. You know. um, he said he's on his way out. <laughs> yeah, he's on his way out. Transfer no no doubt about it. Like um, maybe somebody else who uses services, but he's definitely going to the waiver wire. Um, no longer in this program. <laughs> it's just people gonna use this use he was in love, but to me. <laughs> I didn't even think about it's that. It's just it's just underbaked, man. Like there was really nothing was just so egregiously horrible. Outside of a few moments where I'm like, this singing, like the singles, they're still skips. Do it right has emerged as the best single, especially in the context of the project. Those other two are egregious. I skip them every time. I just can't do it. Baby, you can do it. Take your time. Do it right. You can do it, baby. Do it tonight. You can take me to your crib. You can ride it on. You can do it, baby. Do it tonight. Do it tonight. Take me to your crib and we can party all night. Just do it, baby. Just do it tonight. Take me to your crib and we can party all night. I'm putting the journalist hat on today. So, like, things you love about Don Tolliver historically, like, did you find any of that in this album? And if so, like, what was that that was lacking from the album? I feel like what was really lacking for me was songwriting. Like, I don't really think, I, I didn't think he brought a lot to the table in that aspect. Some of the singing was just horrible on, on some cuts, like. The way he opens up Leave the Club is like, it's unbearable for me, son. I got to skip it. Like, I can't <laughs> even get to the rest of the song. Like, I just can't do it. Ooh, baby, please. Like, you know how he says it. I'm not even going to try to say I mean, it like it he said. like he's trying to be pitch perfect on that mm, song. I don't. It's, <laughs> I'm with Chance, though, because it it's felt nasty, like. It's nasty, bro. The execution, it felt like it was more meticulous in detail like swinging on westheimer or exactly. double standards it was it was those were sounded like they were well crafted like these and like listen there are good moments look i'm gonna say you know, i was just about to point out leave the club like why i think it sounded so nasty like you scroll tiktok and like i guess don Tolliver's in my algorithm that song is like that little sound that oh baby please that nasty ass delivery <laughs> is the ad for every don Tolliver. so it's clearly like a tiktok sound mm-hmm. that was his or the labels, somebody's idea. But yeah. I hate it. I can't do it. Even 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 more reason for chance to fry him. Why is Don Tolliver? <laughs> but it was just for TikTok. Support. Like it was lazy in a lot of places. Like the for me with Cali just how do you come off what was Drugs what was, and Hella Melodies? Drugs and Hella Melodies. Like y'all had two singles because she dropped her project two in both I'm not Cali's was definitely better, but this one was this one was bad, man. We're not going to talk about that. We talked about that. But bright spots like the James Blake, Let Her Go, is great. I thought he brought, you know, a good element. I thought Wiz Kid was excellent. Um, Charlie Wilson, I wish he would have just gave him that whole song. Charlie did his thing. Um, and then Cinderella with Tori Emoy was, was probably, you know, a top three song off here. But other than that, man, Honeymoon was good, too. Like the... The Justin Bieber and Future was super lazy. Um, All right, so con- let's let's take it to a constructive criticism route. Constructive criticism. Do you, do you think that do you think this project was would be was fixable in any way? Like, if you were in the room, if you were in the studio with Don, and you were hearing the rough cuts early on, what direction would you have tried to steer him on? Mm. Yeah, you definitely got to get right, more writers in the room. Have... More writers in the room for okay. sure. Um, okay, and some I'm of these just got to somebody got to just tell you, like, bro, no. Like, this for me with Cali, like, y'all got to get another one y'all made. Like, this one is not it. Do you think Don's satisfied, or do you think, like, he I don't knows think he Don, like, music? He didn't really, he didn't really have too many standout performances. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing it to his last work. If that's unfair, so be it. But you can't get me again swinging on Westheimer. Um, like, songs, like, way bigger. Even that's, like, a simple song that he just executed way better. I don't think any song off of here, maybe outside of Cinderella, would be like a top five song on any of Don's last two projects. And one of those yeah, projects was like with, eight uh, songs long. That was my yeah, big takeaway. 
it would be it's just like these are all like mid they're just undercooked like that's that's my that's my theme it's just like if we get some better well, we riding, know. if oh, we try me, a little no, harder, we maybe could have. You know, you've called it mid. It's mid. Yeah, similar, similar direction. I don't think. Yeah, undercooked is a good description. I don't even think. I don't think he Bro, knew what nah. he was cooking. <laughs> it was like there was no direction. It's just to what vibes. Was being cooked. It's I feel, just I feel like the opposite. Just, let's just vibe. And let's I feel it. the opposite. I feel like it was overcooked. Like if you think this shit was raw and too undercooked, I feel like niggas left this shit in the air fryer for you think 60 the music, minutes. You think the music itself was overcooked? I think everything around the album over. was overcooked. Like no, no, the no, no. I think the, the like they made a whole movie about it on Amazon. I nah, think that was overcooked. Nah. The three well, singles was overcooked. The rollout was weird. I will just call the rollout cooked. That doesn't have to be well done or medium <laughs> rare. That the, the rollout was just cooked. We can call we can agree there, but like the music to me was overcooked like James Bla- James Blake production. I knew exactly what that song was gonna sound like before I played it. Did I like but the, the song? fact that that was yes. the most interesting song? No, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Did I like the song? Yes. James Blake's probably my favorite producer ever. Of course, I liked the song. Did I know what it was gonna sound like? Yes. Same thing with the Travis song. It's like, okay, I know what it's gonna sound like. Um, is it bad music? No, not really. But this is overcooked. Like we've, you've left this on the air fryer for way too long. Like left it on the grill for way too long. You can take it off. You can take Travis off the grill and like put in some other artists. That's why like I actually kind of like the Tizo touchdown feature. Um, not really the whole song, but I like the feature. Same thing with Wizkid. Like, can we just start creating some new recipes? Because like Tisa I've had Korean, spaghetti. Pronounced that was hard too. Tisa Korean feature was great. Like, bro, I'm not trying to have spaghetti every night for dinner. <laughs> So that's my that's my yeah, Don Tolliver. I think those. Like I think you're production. taking chance to take kind of goes together of you not wanting the same thing and chance saying like where was the swinging on Westheimer? I think you probably saw how tracks like swinging on Westheimer and those like went up on Life of a Don. I think he tried to recreate that feel throughout the whole album. But the thing that made like swinging on Westheimer stand out was the fact that there was only like four of those vibes on that album, so it was that's, really like hit. That's trying to make that for an entire project. It's like Vance said, it's like spaghetti. But even look, look, look. I'm about to go back to this last Don project. Let's just look at the features and just how the features came in. Like, and just played off Don. Like, the fact that the features were so bad and Don was still probably the worst on those songs with his features. That's like... Why are you saying the features were bad? I think most of the features were good. I'm not saying they were bad. They were good. They were good. Some of the ones I expected to be better. Like, the future and, and... and um yeah, it was one of Future's laziest. That's just was lazy as hell. Um, but even like think of a song like Outer Space with like Keen or like You with Travis Scott. Like it's not even a vibe. It's the fact that the song is like complex. The songwriting is way better. Like you just, just sound fun, better. It's simple. Like, the, it's simple. We don't gotta talk. We don't gotta better. talk about it. We don't have to talk about that long, bro. It's just more well thought out. Simple. The nigga just took no time on it. The, the team took no time. I don't want to blame Don because I don't really know what the team's doing. But yeah, bro, I was cooked, overcooked, undercooked. However you like your steak, cooked. I think it's cool. I'm not selling my Don stock. Everybody gets one. This might just be his one. Well, I am. I'm, I'm keeping I'm, my stock. Just, just let it be known. Um, I'll, I'll announce the roster move later. I mean, you might as well just go now. I don't think it's like a huge like. <laughs> oh, decision. I didn't know if y'all had like roster spoiler. moves too. <laughs> I thought we were just here. gonna do the roster moves in a I second. I mean, we all we all do, but you might as well go now, like as oh, you bring it up. I think I'm um. Well, we'll bring it back. You know, a few months ago, we drafted our labels. Um, we have our rosters. Um, you know, who's who are the highlights of of everybody's roster? My my highlight is what Cardi, Taj's is yeah. Travis. My first pick. No, nah, Chance had Travis and Don. Uh, my first pick was Caliuchis, who also okay. dropped the project this week. And then yeah, I got like Cardi. So you know we have, we've had our highlights, um, but it's 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 cut day. You know tryouts have been going well. We've been putting them through the drills, mic and drills, layup lines, sprints. <laughs> We're now really kind of seeing like who can really go for a full eighty-two game season. Um, so it's roster cut time. It sounds like Trance already is like very eager man feels confident he's eager I wow. overplayed. He's eager overplayed. to send his players to the trans- i don't know if i overpaid but say <laughs> i'm eager to cut this man off i'm eager to cut my <laughs> roster out of here. down <laughs> facts like I'm, I'm about to save some like i'm about to save hella bread and just i'm about to get better like i'm about to bring in some some i don't know just some different a different type of talent so so for me you know i think i just I'm gonna save more money by cutting um, Don. 
So I'm gonna cut Don and then I'm gonna trade in K Tronada for, for Daniel Caesar since I really believe in him. And that's just gonna be my two major roster moves. And then I, I feel like we we in a good place. So Chance has, has used all of his power plays. He's used his draft pick steal, he's used his roster cut, and he used his pickup. I still right. have one more trade or whatever. Or like swap. Oh what? We can do two trades? Two yes, swaps? two. Until okay, okay. mid April. So Chance's roster is now Travis Scott, Frank Ocean, Daniel Caesar, Rob Fournine, and Kyle Lux. Kyle Lux also drops his first single, I think ten days from now. The fourteenth. Yeah. I like mid March. Fifteenth. I don't know. I don't know if I want to drop Cali after this project. Um, maybe a quick con- consultation between my co-host. I don't think it, it's not bad. I don't think Cali is capable of doing a bad project. It's not bad. It's not even mid. I don't think she's capable of doing a mid project. It's just. It's not up to the par of her last three projects. I think dating back to 2018, uh, what was the name of that project? Isolation. Yeah, Isolation. That was a top 10 project for me that year. And then she dropped the EP, which was one of the, my favorite projects of 2020, but it's an EP, so I didn't really like put it in the top whatever. And then she also had uh, Cinemiato, which I put in top 10. So she's been like a steady figure of just great projects. I think this is like her first kind of slip up of like, it's not album of the year contenders, just kind of above average. And I think Chance didn't want me to use the in love excuse for Don Tolliver, but I'm using it for Cali, which is like, I think she's just in love. Like normally her pen is really sharp and it matches the vibe. And she's like diving deep. She's dissecting niggas. She's like <laughs> both like, <laughs> she's like cursing them out while also wishing them well in like Spanish. And she's going from English to Spanish. And here is just kind of like. It's mushy. In a good, yeah. like a lovey, it's too lovey dovey. Yeah, there's like one song I felt like uncomfortable listening. It's um all mine. I was like, bro, she's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, a I don't cool know. She, three she, minute she, Don Tolliver jerk off. I'm she, like, bro, it is. It I don't want to hear. She was it. talking about it's she like started a, like being a, a little vulgar and all that. I'm like, hold on, relax. Yeah, the production is fire. I like how she switched some things up with the production. I don't know if this is your roster cut talk or if we're just talking about the Cali album at this point. We're talking about the album at this point. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't made my decision just yet. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gone all the way through the album, but from what I've heard so far, it sounds like there's some different flavors um, in terms of production, like not the traditional stuff that she did. Because like, I Wish You Roses is very classic, traditional Cali, which is like, if we got an album full of I Wish You Roses, I would have hated this album. But, you know, you know, the first seven, six, seven songs I heard were sounding pretty solid. Um, I think, yeah, that was kind of the only standout take from it. Take away from the project was what Taj said. It just feels way more like lovey-dovey, like I'm in love album than, um, and like the, like I get the narrative, like the first song. Well, I guess the first song is I Wish You Roses, like saying like goodbye to like the last dude and then the second song is almost like some kill bill shit like fuck you like i'm fully good off of you um and then it's immediately into like all mine which is just like i love don Tolliver. yeah other than the single i wish you roses asta cuando uh i don't know how i still can't say spanish words bro but yeah that one was a standout (laughs) and that was about the only other standouts the rest was just kind of like Caliucha's vibe, which I like Caliucha's, so just all Caliucha's vibe is cool. But those are only two standouts for me. Even like the Summer Walker feature, I was like, oh shit, Summer and Cali, that might be interesting, but they didn't really mesh that well. Uh, Summer kind of has her unique vibe, and those, they're just two completely different vibes on two opposite ends of the spectrum, and they didn't really me- mesh. Yeah, I like the Omar Apollo song. That's probably the only one I really like, will probably go back to from what I've heard so far. You said the Summer Walker really wasn't like that? It's neither of them did bad. It's just like two completely. It was like it was two completely different vibes. It was like Russ on the Lakers, like he's not ass, but damn, he looks ass next to like no niggas that can't space the floor. My biggest gripe, it's it's similar but different to the time. It's just like a little undercooked in areas. Like love between again, perfect example. Like you get the very lush production, very the layered vocals. Like Callie herself is just. An incredible vocal performer and artist. So, again, her floor is automatic. Like, she's never going to give you, like, a fucking six and eight season, a six and nine season, whatever. But, again, in spots, like, 
the love between like love between two human beings can be so wonderful and kind of like that's like the whole song and it's just like okay like the vibe is cool but the lyrics are like not doing too much for me and i feel like you know there was a little too much of that like but again vibes like production vocal bro, I'm sorry, performance bro. this is too safe this undeniable too safe. you were you, you were way too mad about taj stealing your caliuchas pick for you to be so cool <laughs> hey it's not a hey. album Nah, I'm not cool. Be, I'm, I'm saying I listen Taj. back. You should be dragging on Taj and being like, "Damn, thank God I dodged a bullet because this is nothing like <laughs> 2018 isolation." It which definitely was real music. That it was definitely real ain't fucking that. music. Like, let's talk about the actual fucking things that matter. That album was a superb nine to ten, and this album right. is nowhere close to this that. Is, yeah, it's not close. It's not this even is her, trying. To this go is there. her slump. But I, I will say this. I will say this. I was ready to murder it to that extent, but I ran it back one more time, and I'm like. Okay, like this is really the truly definition of underbaked. It's just like okay, if we just tried a little bit harder with the writing in some areas, like I mentioned, prime example, a love between, like we could have got closer to our goal. It's not egregious, like it's still to me like a seven, seven and a half. If that dime is like egregious, a five and a half. it's just like she's not this up and coming artist anymore. You know, she's like a premier artist in the space. Especially with like the whole Latin music, you know, kind of upsurgence. So I don't know. Again, y'all know me. I'm a hater, but I just be having expectations, and it's just like, yo, like I can tell you right now, the 4K isn't about to be a drop off from the last project that we took our time with. Like, I'm not. That's not happening. You're gonna look funny in the light if you drop a superb 10 early and then you you fall off when all the eyes are on you. It's like Tatum in the finals. Actually, let's get on her. I don't want to talk about exactly what Vance just said, but let's get on her first. All right, I'm gonna start. This is a track. From this up and coming artist, her name is Jania, G E N I A. Um, she's only got a couple songs out, I believe. I don't really technically just one song out, but it just has a lot of different versions. Um, it's called Introducing. I think she's like signed to Def Jam. I don't know, kind of early, definitely very early on. I think some labels definitely picked her up, but kind of gives me a Rihanna vibe in terms of like early Rihanna, Ponder Replay kind of vibes in terms of vocal performance and kind of fun H&M kind of music, so just introducing. Feeling like the hero of my city, he say that he fucking with me, I'm a boss and plus I'm pretty, yeah. I can see the snakes and feel the envy every time I start to win, they start to change their energy, yeah. But fuck it, I'ma keep going, if I had a weakness, they would never know I don't show it. It's a lonely road to the top when true color showing, but I question every move I make before I keep going. Looking in the mirror, see my future, and I'm that bitch. Conversations with my mom, like, mama, we gon' be rich. But first, I gotta make it through the wilderness. I already got a hit list. And once I start shooting, bet I don't miss. Small town girl, gonna build with some big dreams. It's just the beginning, but I like to introduce me. Cause I've been all by my lonely. That's why I don't ever have enough ammo to kill me. I've been rejected, disrespected more than a couple times. I gave my heart out to that nigga who won't only cross the line. But I double back and come out better every single time. Said they want the old me, but she's dead and gone, don't hear my line. Like a switch, I turn my emotions off. I always give back everything they think I lost. I might even stumble a little bit, but I never fall. He can say he love me, but in the end, make him kick rocks. so big on SOS with SZA because it was like you could tell like she was chasing the undeniable project you could hear you I, we said it from like just reading a track list like that's somebody who's like calling her shot every song like, sounded like trying. a hit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to really go for this and there's just not many artists really going for like that classic project and I don't know why and I don't well I guess I kind of know why if, well, like, do you think it's an artist issue at the moment or do you think it's a label issue like, I think it's like, yeah I mean, I yeah, you know how I, I didn't mean to present it in like a this or that, obviously, but I think it's I interesting. I think it's a joint effort because at the end of the day, like you have to agree to it. Like the label can propose, like push you to like make an album, like come on, we need something, we need something. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. Like you don't have to drop a project until, well, you could, but 
Callie, uh, an artist of Cali Uchis' stature, like she can move when she wants, basically. Yeah, yeah, she can, she can move. She can move. She's not a tree. Yeah. But that's my whole thing. I don't think, I don't feel many artists chasing that. Like this whole weekend, this whole past two weeks, I've heard of a bunch of really decent projects. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like just a bunch of decent projects. Like Masego dropped a decent project. Child dropped a decent project. Slow Tide dropped a decent project. But I'm like, I don't hear anybody really going for it. And I don't, I don't really see that changing. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see it changing. I have a question. Has it been because usually in the past, like when we see everybody is super hungry, it's because the real greats go for it. Like Drake was putting out his best shit, so like it inspired the whole industry to like chase this shit. Or J Cole was putting out his best shit, or Frank was dropping. So it's like everybody, like we have people who setting a tone, like. For everybody else to follow suit, but when like the greats are also dropping mid, it's just like this is kind of the standard. It's not just an issue of greats dropping mid, but it's like that people aren't like I don't know the whole, the whole lot of red like dropping like a whole lot of red dropping is damn near like Jesus Christ's birth. Like if we're talking about like AC before before Christ, like I don't know about all that, but just the I'm telling you the let me way. Hear you out. I'm telling you the way that like influence and rap music has kind of derived since then. It's almost like you have niggas that are like rejecting that and then that are kind of trying to do it the traditional way. And then you have this underground, more punk scene that forget the music on an ethos level. They're about just like breaking the code, you know, because that's what the whole lot of red shit was. It was like you don't have to like the music. It's just about doing something different and like making sure that even if it's different, I'm going to make it different and undeniable. And I think almost like that split really has a lot of niggas fucked up because like, I just feel like we haven't seen an like artist at Cardi's level go so left of center, like in a while. It's like, like you said, like, yeah, there's definitely greats dropping mid, but there's also people that like aren't appreciating like what some of our greats are dropping, like whole lot of red or like following suit. Like, why aren't people inspired hearing that and saying, like, yo, let me go and try and do my own shit? Um, and, like, that's, that's why that's why I'm not blaming Destroy Lonely and the Yeats for trying to follow in, in Cardi's footsteps. Like, that, those are the people that are supposed to, that 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old kids. Like, I don't want to see Trippy Red, who's already an established artist, have to copy Playboy Cardi. Or see, like, these other artists that are established try to copy Playboy Cardi. Like, no, go and do your own derivative shit. Like, Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think... It's not a matter of, like, nobody wants to... It's a matter of, like, the right people aren't feeling inspired by it. Like, whole, using a whole lot of Red example. Like, whole lot of Red drop and a bunch of, like, young niggas, like, who aren't Cardi's peers, then wanted to do their whole lot of Red. Like, they wanted to go and, like, follow in that footsteps. But none of Cardi's, like, peers <laughs> went and tried to make a whole lot of Red quality album. Like, a whole lot of Red drop. Uzi hasn't dropped the album yet. Right. Pink tape. Like, we're waiting, but... Like, that was Cardi's peer. He just, like, vanished. <laughs> like, so it's like when your peer drops, and Chance brought up the whole, like, big past big three of, like, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Like, all those niggas, they would drop an album, classic, then the next nigga was dropping, trying to drop their classic in, like, nine months. It's like nobody's really trying to compete. And I know, like, artists are really like, we don't compete. We just make music. We don't care if I'm the best. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, bro. Like, what, if that's what you say so. But... I don't understand the lack of, like, no one, like, it's really insane. Like, I think Black and maybe, like, Black and Daniel Caesar, we might see that with them dropping so close to each other and both, like, how long it's been since their projects. Like, we might see some sense of, like, here's my best work. Here's my best work. We might get something that's not just good, but, like, niggas really going for it. But other than that, I don't really see, like, I think it's a peer-to-peer issue. Like, nobody really sees anybody as a peer. It's like, oh, I'm dropping yeah. this Friday. Like, oh, you're dropping too? Like, let me move my date. Like, nah. Exactly. <laughs> Keep that date. But I get it. And streaming, like, I guess that's my point. Streaming alongside, like, the Cardi shit in this new age of influence, I think just fucked a lot of shit up. Because streaming rules. So, like, everybody's just trying to benefit and optimize their product for streaming. Which... I have a question, though. Is it diminishing returns, though? Like, that's my theory. It's the theory of diminishing. Certainly not financially. No, no, no. It's the theory of diminishing returns as far as like people are only going to pay so much attention 
for a, a certain period of time anyway, right? Like, because there's so much music and there's so much other shit, like, that's competing for the listener's attention or whatever. Like, it's very easy to just say, well, it don't matter how great I make this. The, the, the spotlight's only going to be there for X amount of time, especially if I'm not already this. Nah, like, from a streaming, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't like standpoint, sure, but from like a, from a real like artist perspective, what matters standpoint, well, like, it's not like we just saw Cardi do the equivalent of like live performance, bitch, Travis Scott, like Travis Scott came next day and niggas was like, it's a dud. Like you went to the Lucky concert with me and we saw like them play like Astroworld shit and the kids were not moving. <laughs> we saw them play Cardi shit and niggas were moving. Like that's the difference. And Cardi shit came out three years ago. The Travis Scott came out five years ago. It's not really a diminishing return thing in that sense. It's just a until you get your project like basically bitched off the block, and then it's like a matter of you like reclaiming it with your project, which is what Travis and is just about aren't to do. rushing to reclaim. Or Travis is gonna try to do with Utopia, which will be cool. It'll be like, yo, is the live performance go back because it looks like Cardi is kind of taking over your lane. Like if you asked me if Cardi would be this big five years ago, I would have, I would have never envisioned seeing Cardi do that shit at that Rolling Loud stage, but like. Because that's what Travis Scott was doing so confidently in his lane. And I think it's like what Taj said, the competitive fact. There's nobody trying to play it like other people out their spot. Everybody's just cool with like this coexisting thing. It's almost like the NBA. Like why you don't see guys caring about the regular season. And like when the Lakers or the Mavericks blew a 27-point lead to the Lakers, everybody was laughing and giggling after the game. Because it's like buddy-buddy. Like there's no real rivalry anymore. There's no competition like if you lose to Luca, it's okay. Like we went and golfed yesterday with each other, <laughs> with like Jordan and the Knicks. Like them niggas weren't talking to each other. They weren't cool. That's why like regular season games mattered between the Knicks and the Bulls because like Jordan was trying to kill John Starks every time. Yeah, they like saw what's each our other. last rap beef, bro? Like the most major rap beef. No, right now that's, that's why I'm not saying no. That's why I'm not. I don't want to do the rap house TV shit because I'm not talking about rap beef. I'm literally <laughs> just talking about comp, like real competition competition of trying to really make better music because rap beef isn't making better music it's never been about music so like i think the closest competition we have right now i think there's a semi-competition like not healthy not even competition just like a we're on opposite ends of the same spectrum but we're like clearly watching each other and dropping closely like yeet and destroy lonely i think they're both at the top of their respective like power rankings like one and two of like young niggas in rap and they're like fighting for who's Going to be the big without one right really now. fighting, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No real fighting, but you could tell that they're both like drop. Okay, Yeet dropped the project. Detroit Lonely announces I'm dropping my project next month. Right, like right. They're doing that. And he like, dro- I'm making he sure Yeet doesn't single. control the market. He drops his hit, exactly. He drops his hit leak a week after everybody's talking about Yeet selling 60k. Detroit Lonely says exactly. I'm dropping like, the leak. Don't forget about me. Yeah. I'm also like like that's the type. Like I don't need niggas really going at each other on like a diss. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> Right, I don't need Destroy Lonely in front of the Chrome Heart store talking about fuck Yeet. Like, we don't listen to Yeet. Like, no, nigga, just drop If Looks Could Kill. I gotta get on my Destroy Lonely kick, right? Y'all be talking about this nigga. Like, he really, you know. I think he is. He is. I gotta really <laughs> run it. I mean, what type of music he make again? Uh, Cardi he shit. He like Cardi, so. But I don't really think he sounds like Cardi. Even, I don't He's kind of his own lane, but similar lane. So, all right, all right. Like right beats, let's get beats, into that right quick. sound like early Cardi. Talk about the Yeet a little bit, bro. He dropped his project after Life. He's Vance's guy. RRXD. You hear me? What you thought? After Life by Yeet. Personally, I loved it. And so this is my thing with Yeet. That first project, Up To Me, that's like generational to me. Like generational. Like get busy, facts, like money so big. Like that that album was too good for its own for its own good. That's why, like, I understand niggas being mad at Yeet popping off so fast because, like, it literally didn't make sense. Like, that album was way too good. Like, the song was already lit. Now here's a bell. Like, that shit shook the whole masses. <laughs> so, that was the project I was always looking to see, like, okay, can he get back to this level? Too Alive wasn't quite it for me. I thought the highs on Too Alive were higher than the highs on Up To Me, but I thought there was a lot more filler on uh, Too Alive. But songs like Can't Die... Um, Racks got me with Gunna, um, like just great, great songs, popping, great songs. So then you know we had the EP, but I think we even talked about it. Like I, it's just an EP. It was a little offering. You know we can't. It's, it's hard to kind of analyze that as like a full length project. Um, and then we get this twenty two songs after life. Um, man, 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't speak for a lot of people because Yee isn't making shit that's, like, for the masses. But, like, if you've ever been lit and, like, you like turning up or, like, you like listening to music loud in the car, like, this shit is for you. Like, it's, that's where I feel like he's matched that same feeling that I got on Up To Me. Like, when I'm in the whip and I'm turning Get Busy on full volume. The way that feeling is, is, like, this is the first time I've gotten that feeling from Yeet in a minute. Um, let me just go through the track list. Some songs like Seven Nights, um, Split. Great song. Nice. Um, Shush. Back Home. Okay, so well, well, let me start there. Yeah, those are like my lit songs. You know, Split, um, Some to Do, um, Back Up, Heavyweight, um, Seven Nights. But then like he has other vibes too. Like he has like an indie rock song as the outro myself. That almost kind of made me like nigga, that's what like that's what Yachty was trying to do on that project, bro. Like whatever Yachty was trying to make on that project, Yeet successfully did it on the outro on myself. Like that's that's called blending rap with the alternative lane and doing it in like a semi authentic way. Um like the back half of the Yeet is just amazing. Tight Money is probably my favorite Yeet song that's ever come out. The way he harmonizes his voice, and this is like kind of my main, main point I want to talk about with Yeet because so many people are like, oh, it's mid, it's basic. Like you can't you can't point to one thing he does that niggas don't. But it's like, that's it. Like you listen to Tight Money, that's everything he you can't find me somebody else that's maximizing a beat like that. Like you send me the Tight Money instrumental MP3. I'm not making that song. I'm probably just going to rap on that beat. This man starts using his voice. He's ad-libbing. He's um, using harmonics. Like, he's using his voice as, like, a real instrument. It's like Future. It's the same way with Future, how, like, Future will really use his voice as an instrument on multiple layers of the song. That's the type of shit I see Yeet doing. So that was real just, like, kind of like a clapping moment for me because it was like, all right, like, I can see the development. Same thing with, like, SZA and SOS. Like, I see that you're getting better at singing. Um, that's what I like, too. Now, I wish Yeet probably would have bought some more, like, themes, or I wish... Yeet's a scissor comparison is just... Look, All right, my nigga. I want you nigga, to please son. please talk about something in depth. Please. <laughs> and then and then you can talk, and then you can shit on my takes. But as long as you just keep calling vocals luscious, I don't want to hear nothing about my takes. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Yeet got better. He got better at rapping than he was a year ago. That was one thing, like, he didn't have to do, and I wasn't really expecting him to do. Um... So yeah, it just sounds more polished. Like it just sounds sounds more polished. He is someone who has Mac. I think his fans have boxed him in, in a sense of like, I don't think they'll accept too much out that's out of the norm of Yeet or I, what I they agree. were first introduced to Yeet as. I agree. And I think he has like taken that box and he has like filled up every possible corner of that box. Like he's noticed he's in a box and he's like maximizing it as much as possible in like different ways. So he's got like a lot of respect for me from that because I'm like, bro, like I I can recognize like the limitations of like what he's doing, but he's like making it. He's doing so much with those limitations. He's like doing so much with his eight pack of crayons that you barely even notice his eight pack. You don't of crayons. even know he's like, working with crayons, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what's going on in the project. But it kind of reminds me of like I I don't know if y'all know this, but like Future he wanted to drop Hendrix back in like 2015, like his version of Hendrix. But he was like, my fans aren't going to accept it. He told this to like a random ass like website at the time. He's like, my fans aren't going to accept it. And he literally pushed that album back two years until he got his fan base up to like the point to where he can avoid he can afford to lose those fans who weren't going to accept it. And I think that's kind of like the stage of where Yeet is at. Like I sense like he wants to make more out there music. Like I listen to Nothing I Change. Like that's a great oh, fucking that's song. The, um, like, <laughs> like that's like the that's like the dance house Azalea Banks. Yeah. Type. yeah, I'm like I did not think he could make that type of song, and the fact that he made that song is one of my probably my favorite on a project. I I have no doubt now like between nothing I changed and like the other examples on his project of like him doing similar things, I think he could do that for a full project, and I think part of him wants to explore like that. Like I don't know if y'all remember the snippet he posted like three months ago, and his fans was just like the fuck is this and he deleted it like from his instagram like i think he wants to go more in that lane but at the moment he's currently boxed in like this project is selling 52k i think he wants he gets to like like 80k first week he'll have like the okay i have a big enough fan base where i can afford to lose like a fraction of these niggas but i can make the music i want and it'll be good in the long term 
I still like Vance. I applaud him for what he's doing in his current box. Like he's maximizing it. Yeah, like you said, he's just going his small attempts at crossover, like the Rich Minion shit, doing getting a song placed in Despicable Me. Like that's a that's crossover. Like that's trying to break out that box. And same thing with making myself and making none night change. Like see, but you don't think the box. Oh, well, you think the box can break, but he hasn't reached that threshold. I think the box can break, but he can't break out the box until he like has yeah until he has enough fans to where like he can afford for it to like for him to lose a fraction. He'll have a cushion. Like so, Fago tried to break out the box oh, nah, and he didn't have the nah. fans, <laughs> and he free fell. Like you need to have a certain amount of fans before you break out the box that like made everybody put you on this like high stature. It's fair. I don't know, bro. I be trying, son. I'm not even hating. Like, I respect it at this point. It's just niggas be speaking a different language for me. Um, when that's, it comes that's, to like that's, that's, that's stuff. partly why I like it. And I just accept it, bro. I just accept that. You know, maybe I just don't see it, and I just don't get it, son. And I'm cool with that at this point. Like, I made my peace with that. I be trying, that's and it's just saying. like I could kind of get it. The- but it be no, that's the thing. I it be kind of indiscernible like to me. Thing. Like I be having a hard time even if I went back to that project, despite how however many times I listened to it, I couldn't tell you what my favorite song was because, like, at some point it just become like background. So I think it's an acquired. It's not a. It's like it's an acquired taste or like a developed taste type thing. Like if we all just went to a wine taste testing right now, I'd be like, yeah, that shit's wine. It's wine. It's wine. It's wine. But then if you keep doing wine tastings, then eventually, like, oh shit, this is some shit from. 1902. You have to listen. To, you have to know what you're listening for. Like you have to train. You have to get like if you have something right now that makes you like them enough to where you feel like listening more. I don't. It's worth it. So then, yeah. But if you like have nothing at all, like you see no redeeming qualities, then yeah, it's not worth it. I'm not saying it's unredeemable. Tasting. I'm just saying like as far as just like. I'm talking about for you as a fan, like something that brings you back. If there's anything that intrigues you, then I say, yeah, dive into the world. But if there's nothing that intrigues you and you think you'll never be intrigued by the world, then and I think that's just yeah, where I'm at. Not going to be able like to put enough whole into it. And I think that's where I've been at, which is would make it hard for me to just even be able to appreciate it. It's definitely so. Hard. It's nice it's hearing y'all talk about it. It's just I just don't. You, don't every know. it's just every nigga has that moment in the lit when they're lit, and then the fucking the driver turns this shit up to fucking forty. And yeet on there talking. I want Bentley. I want money. I want Bentley. I want money. I want stuff. My pockets, honey. I want like, come on, man. It's undeni. It's just undeniable. Like, like, and like you said, though, that's how you don't age yourself. No, no, no. You but I'm saying, like, when listening I to the project for me. That's and I don't. You either. That's what I'm saying. It's, that's that's you. You did a perfect job of saying you don't fuck with it because it's like that's how you don't. That's how you age yourself instead of saying like, or that's how you don't age yourself instead of saying, "Oh, this shit is ass." Kids don't know what the fuck to listen to. It's just like, oh, okay, that's a world that's like not for me. I have a lot of artists like that. Like, I won't tap into that world, but like, I get it's a world that people love. It's just not mine. It's like Taylor Swift. I'll never understand that world, but she's the most successful selling artist like ever. I'm not gonna deny the world. All right, let's go. On a, let's go into Chance's world. I think I feel like this. Is uh-huh. what I mean. Should we? Should we do one more? I heard that was a long ass little segment, and then we can maybe dive into this world. And then, then All right, we'll go. We'll go into Chance's world after this on her. Uh, man, that's my world, God. man. <laughs> I played. I right, we'll introduced this Jordan Ward. No, you didn't. I'm gonna play this artist, a yellow. She um, she did a tape with DJ Drama called Killer's Boat. She how I would describe her? She like it's almost she got like a Janae Aiko vibe as far as like lyricism and performance, but it's a little bit more raspy and soulful. And I think it really pairs nicely with like the the production of DJ Drama, which is, you know, very much trap influence. So I'ma play Ain't Easy um off that
stepping into Chance's Dash Vance's world. I guess Vance owns a part of this world. Vance is it's the, okay. No, 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 no. We can call it Chance's, Chance's world. I'm the keeper of this world. No, no, no. It's you know, Chance is the yeah. Chance is the overseer of the world. I just need niggas to know that I created the um like I created the like the the save like the save file. It's like mine, but like I have other cl- collaborators. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk Jordan about Ward. Man. Let's talk about the um, Jordan Ward. Let's talk about the future, of, not the future of R and B, because I'm not trying to give him that like unnecessary pressure. But like, let's talk about the space, like the general future of R and B. Because I think Jordan Ward yeah. exemplifies it. He dropped his project forward, and for me, it's just like this is the prototype for like newer artists just giving me like, who are you? It's one of those projects that you could just run back. I know you know what I'm talking about, like. You could play it and then run it back again, like easy because it's just that crisp. Like he gets his ideas across. He's he's doing. He has a lot of different flavors on this project. Like he's also talking a lot about himself. You're learning who he is as an artist, but he just does such a good job of just like hitting those ideas, like making a great punchy song. Like he got a lot of like dance vibes on here. Shit, you could get groovy too. Um. But he also has, like, you know, some of the slower cuts, some of the more personal joints that, you know, you could just really tell and see who he is as a person, as an artist. So I think he just did a great job of just exemplifying that in such a concise time period. But the music, just speaking to the music itself, like, this was my favorite project, I think, probably, of the last couple weeks. I think his pen is, is great. And I think he just knows who he is as an artist. He's doing, he's trying some different shit. Like, we're not getting, like, I don't hear a copycat at all. And I know that's a good sign. So, just really enjoyed it. All right. I'm about to make a, I think it's good. I think R&B for, like, R&B debut albums versus, like, rap debut albums. I think once you, there's a certain threshold, like, number, like, and once you do that, it's, like, really impressive to me. Like, I think it's really hard to make a good R&B debut album. Like, not many people do. Like, R&B has such a median of, like, all right, it's a five. That's a six. Like, just because, of like, production or, like, how they sing. Either they sing and they sound just like somebody else. Or the production is just so, like, bland that I don't really want to listen to it. Um, But this is, like, one of those rare R&B debut albums to where I'm, like, okay, you somehow crossed that threshold, and I know you don't have a major budget yet, and that's impressive. <laughs> like, so he crossed that threshold of like debut R and B albums, and it kind of reminds me of like, not sonically, just in terms of feel of how I felt when I first heard of like, okay, this guy can be a major player, <laughs> of like that Saunders Son type era of like, okay, this is a potent first project, first album, this guy could be a major player like down the line. And that's kind of what I felt. Um, this obviously has more features than Saunderson, but I think even with the features, he like picked them well. Like Vance, I don't know if that's made it in supply, but Vance mentioned Juni. Like that's just a great like. Okay, you have taste. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what you're doing as an artist. You know what sounds good, and he showed it throughout the project. It was different, but also like familiar. Like not so different to where it took long for me to like get accustomed to it, but it was different to where it felt good to listen to so i thought it was a really great project for a debut drone ward special uh just been kind of tapped in for a little minute um just because he lives very much in that you know junie you know she also has joyce rice featured on here just kind of lives in that um stratosphere um have a couple homies have some production credits on here it's just, it's good music, you know, it's like very nice music, you can clean your crib to it, you can drive, drop your little sister off at practice to it, like you can do anything to this album, that's like one of the qualifications that will really set your R&B alternative album above a lot of other albums, if I can do a lot of shit to it, it doesn't feel like it's kind of rooted into a vibe, like Chance months ago talked about like the Steve Lacey made it like the reason he didn't like it was because it made it felt it was like too it placed him too much in a setting of like the beach and like a vibe. Um, I like that album. I ended up. Like no, no, no. I'm not. No, no. I'm not. No, no. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm saying your your initial response, like your initial raw response. So I'm just like I think yeah, it's good when an album doesn't necessarily put you in one place. You can kind of listen to it across like a multitude of settings. Um, I don't care with Junie is still probably one of my favorite songs on here. 
another checkbox for a great album when I don't want to skip your single. Um, I like Think Twice. Uh, I liked Forward. The Joyce Rice track was also pretty fire. Those are probably my standouts. Fam Jam 4000. Like, that hook is infectious. Like, can we bring the love back? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, that's hard. I just how to write a hook. Well, I don't know who they have in the room, right. but keep them. I would just I say, like, for you to just put together a project where, like, I'm not skipping. Like, there's no filler. It's just like, wow, we went from one song to the next. And it's just like, you're doing something completely different from the last song. Like, when I can separate the individual songs, like, that is automatically a good sign. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. like, you're not lulling me to sleep type shit. All right, hey, nice. Rave reviews for Jordan Ward. We want to we get into the, the Chance already did his. We want to get into the label cuts. Vance, you got a name? <laughs> who, who are you dropping from your, for a content? Vance's label I was, is. I was kind of trying to put that pressure on you. My label is. He's got Playboy Cardi. Oh, yeah, go for oh, it. No, go for it, it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, Vance has Playboy Cardi, Junie, Tony Snow. Lil Uzi, Eam Triplin, and Jay Huss. I have Cali Uches, Tim's, Pink Panthers, Bash for the World, 4K Michael, Cherry 22. My decision is difficult because Cardi, Junie, Eam are like guarantee guarantees for the year. Tony's already dropped a single that's like pretty hard. Uzi has pushed back his project. Remember, I don't even know if it was a thing where... I don't know if this was super public, but he basically let people listen to the album and like they like weren't loving it. And he kind of went back and said, I'm going to work on it instead of drop this. So like Uzi's kind of like in... I don't think the album is done or near done. So that has me a little concerned. But the impact is still there. You know, I just like... Just when a rock is still like one of the hottest songs out, so that's that's one of my concerns. Jay Huss never drops, but he made an interview in early January stating that his album would land in the middle of 2023. So, out of respect for my black brother across the pond, I'm going. I'm definitely going to hold on to Jay Huss. Like that's the one I'm just going to take the risk on. It's now just a matter of Tony Snow or Uzi in. You can't drop Uzi. Tony Snow has been voted off the island. <laughs> Tough. All right. Let's see. Callie just dropped her project, which we talked about. Tim's, no way. She's untouchable. Pink Panther is, has one of the top songs in the world right now. And when her project drops, it'll also be great. No doubt in that. Best for the World just dropped Plato Plomo. Great song. Great song. That might intro the podcast. It should yeah. intro the that podcast. That might intro the podcast this week. It should intro. It should intro. That's a good song. That's a really good song. <laughs> great song. 4K Michael. Uh, that's Fuck Vance. Plus, I believe that that project's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> Cherry right, 22. Also, <laughs> the woman of EXO. I don't know. I believe like the first woman artist of every like successful label or mini label, whatever. That's just They just get extra care. Like You have to. That's like. I don't know. This is their it's like women in rap groups in the 90s. Like, you got to be hard, basically. So, I think that's what's going to happen with Cherry 22. It's just a matter of what she drop. Uh, I don't want to cut my first pick, but sunk cost. I've already seen what I got from Cali. But even, with, decent, the, even but with the perspective, I, even with the perspective Spanish album coming in the Bad Bunny era, wow. Uh, yeah, wow. until until I hear some rumors about her and Don. <laughs> if I see a Don Tolliver <laughs> cheating scandal, I might pick her up immediately. But for now, I'm, I'm going to go hey, ahead and cut Cali. Yo, yo. <laughs> you was having when you tried to steal my players? All good. I still believe in my roster. I think my roster just got more potent. Tim's, Pink Panthers, Bash for the World, 4K Michael, Cherry This is like the Russell Westbrook trade. Chances the Wizards, he won. He won. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put one of my money in the banks right now. We get two. I'm going to go ahead. I know I made the Cherry 22 argument. But I'm going to sub her out. Detroit Lonely drops next month. Strategically, I'm getting in before he drops the project. I'm gonna sub Cherry 22 for Destroy Lonely. I guess, nigga, but when my artist drops, I want you to know that he's gonna make like Destroy Lonely forgotten about when Cardi drops. That's all. But you can have the, I mean, okay, yeah, you can have your little shit. But I want it to be noted on record <laughs> that If Looks Could Kill was dropped before Taj had him on the roster. 
So you can get everything from now on. But here's the thing: my scouting department is so elite. We've had tabs on Cardi since 2015. <laughs> we know how Cardi works. You've heard the Cardi project album. Project might not even come out You've this heard year. The Cardi album. <laughs> You've heard the Cardi <laughs> album. That project might not even come out this year. Like we we we've spotted some things in our Cardi scouting report. I believe <laughs> love in the game bro. question mark. I believe in this. I really do. De- Destroy Destroy Lonely is a good pickup. Um. So wait, the the do we have two swaps? Oh, so it's like who did you drop? Yeah. Oh, you dropped Cherry 22. No, and I dropped, dropped Cali and I swapped Cherry to- uh, 22 for Destroy Lonely. So they're both okay. up for claim. Bro, I got Cardi, that Cardi, that Cardi, Cardi, Junie, Eam, Triplin, J-Hus, Uzi. Like, I don't know who I would swap for anybody. Like, You don't just drop Uzi. Why would I drop <laughs> Uzi? He has the hottest, he has a hotter song than anybody on your label. On Well, I can't say Taj because he he has Boys a Liar part two. Yeah. I, should I pick I up Ice? Should I pick up Ice? Say my name. Should I pick up Ice Spice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think she's dropping in this year, but we'll see. She's not. I'm joking. Uh, you think all we get is a five song EP and that's it? Maybe another I mean, EP. If she drops, it'll be late. She'll it'll probably go on late. another single run and spread them out. She's hot. She's got <laughs> Boys a Liar in her mood popping. Yeah, and her mood is and her mood is going up even more than like it was. She in her mood. She, that shit fired up. She can chill for a minute. She can chill for a minute. <laughs> but let's yeah, let's wrap this up, man. Thank y'all for tapping in, tuning in with us, man. Episode one thirty unheard podcast. Go fuck with us on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. My unheard. I got Lil Marty four hundred playing five guys. This is a trap rapper. I don't know. They always sound really good with these early projects. This early project called One of One. Uh, it's pretty good. It starts out really good. Uh, this is actually the intro track. Five guys. What you got that gun for? I know you ain't trying to use that motherfucker. Keep that blip. Won't let them catch me. Gonna try to put me six under. Glock 35. When I hopping out, they gonna think I played for the thunder. Ain't popping out to do no shit for free. Gotta pay me some money. Can't leave the crib without that fire. Won't catch me lacking like a dummy. It's that little rapper nigga front of around. I could get you touched off a mumble. I ain't saying too much no more. I let that stick speak for me. My eyes don't want no smoke for real. We'll roll that shit up instantly. And this shit crazy, niggas smile in my face like it's really love But go behind my back and now a nigga green and I'm a mom But I ain't crapping about that shit, accepted it for what it was It ain't no hatred in my heart, green ass nigga still love Shoot the broom with ease, I bet that pussy nigga fall hard He ain't getting no second chance, we sending this one straight to God Niggas like me gotta win, I'm guaranteed I'ma beat the odds Spin the block, I ain't doing no petty shit, I'm trying to hit a group of five, nigga Podcast over, dog.